Previously on Dial M for Magic, the gang makes landfall in Isva and are promptly greeted by a score of bimphs, all from <laughs> all okay, from the all from the lineage of the legendary Bimph the Rude. Uh, luckily for all of you, your new compatriot Kaizo is very familiar with these bimphs and is able to handle them with ease. While traversing through the town on the way to the main gate. Uh, Herman notices that there is a wanted poster with his face on it and promptly chases away the shop owner who has it. Finally, you are free of the city and the score of bimps and bimphias, and you embark on your journey, uh, proceeding uh, toward the railroad, which will take you to Nur. Along the way, you have some random encounters, including a pair of rock farmers which you assist, and they reward you for your assistance by providing you with valuable geodes. Um, and finally, you encounter a traveling caravan. And within that traveling caravan, car- car- Oh, God. Carrigan. And within that traveling... Yeah, Carrigan, car- yeah. And within that traveling um, caravan, you encounter... Treble's old artistic nemesis, Giles Wintergreen. And that is where our story picks up today. So you're on the side of the road. You're surrounded by rolling hills and grasslands. You can see some farm uh, farms in the distance. So fields of wheat um, and other <laughs> and other grains. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um and yeah, you're next to this traveling caravan. So there are a number of carts labeled with the various uh, acts, if you will. Uh, you see a, a cart for uh, Flemmy's famous fire eaters. Uh, you see another one for a knife thrower. Um, and then you see... Uh, well, first of all, Treble sees the man himself, but the, all of you see the cart labeled Giles Wintergreen's Slam Poetry Experience. Oh nice. God, God okay. he's just the fucking worst. God, Slam Poetry. Oh, uh, but he—he's doing poetry just like just like you. Yeah, but you have to know, Red, that in the poetry world, there is, like, different kinds of people, and most people who do good poetry don't like slam poets. Uh, what, where's the slam, and do they, they break stuff while they're doing it? The whole Gallagher no. situation. <laughs> no, it's, it's more of like and I hate they... <laughs> It's more of like, you know, when you are trying to make like a rhyme, but you kind of find words that don't actually rhyme with that word, and then you somehow like change it to make it rhyme. Uh they're not they're they're hacks they're they're not real poets like yours truly like how you can you can rhyme kanye with kanye exactly (laughs) exactly so you know the great slam poet kanye west yeah yeah he sucks ass so hard oh trust me we all in the poetry world know how hard kanye west sucks ass (laughs) 
it is, podcast. But, but it is also very good. It's, it's a, it walks a fine line. It's very good, and also it's very stupid. Now, trouble. Uh, I have here uh, the backstory of why you, in particular, hate Giles Wintergreen. Now, I can share that, or would you like to relay that, or would you like to keep it to yourself? Um, <laughs> you you can go ahead and and describe the incident. It's the, it's too much for Treble to bear. The incident. You see, Treble once, uh, well, he made it to the final round of the Arzua Arts and Cultures Festival, a competitive poetry and music event. And while there, Treble attempted to sabotage the work of his chief rival, Giles Wintergreen, by writing an alternative ending to his sonnet. Unfortunately, Treble made the poem so much better and Wintergreen ended up winning that competition. <laughs> Wintergreen now occupies, or at least occupied, a prestigious post at the Arzua Beacon, an award-winning slam poetry and literature journal. And thus the rivalry was born. And that's when Treble's life of living on the edge began. <laughs> Your whole your whole criminal background hinged on making somebody's poem better. Listen, I didn't know that it was going to make it better. That means I that you're that, was going to be that makes you an even worse poet. Because if you think that you're going to ruin a oh anyway, I'm no nope stop myself now. This is not Kitty. This is Bobby now. Yep, this it's is an Bobby. extremely good backstory, Jordan. <laughs> Listen, you can't blame me for finally finding the word that rhymes with orange, okay? I thought it wasn't going to work, and it worked, and everybody was apparently thrilled. What what is that word? Oh, that's actually a barred secret. A trade Um, secret. Unfortunately, I cannot, I will be um, barred from the Bard Association (laughs) if I I let you know. He'd tell you, but then he'd have to write a limerick about you. Oh, fuck. (laughs) And nobody can have that. Yeah. Nobody Um, wants that. Now, here is my question as the omniscient DM. Do you treble... Do you want to uh, reveal yourself, as it were, to this to this group of people and call him out, or are you wanting to like pass by in secret? That's what I've been thinking long and hard mm. about because it's part of Treble's inner conflict <laughs> comes from this man, but. It's more of one of those things that I don't know if I want to deal with the what what could actually come. So, Treble is gonna pick up a rock <laughs> and at, when like a small rock, like a pebble. Okay. And as he's walking past um, the caravan, and once um, he gets past. Uh, I keep wanting to say Giles, but it's no, not Giles. No, yeah, it, is, Giles, it is Giles, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, why do I have Giles in my head? Because <laughs> that's um, his name! <laughs> <laughs> um, and so once he walks past Giles, he's going to turn and try and throw the rock at the back of his head, but he's going <laughs> to 
Sorry, Herman. He's going to try and make it look like Herman threw it. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and make a dexterity check. Um, while you're rolling that, uh, do the rest of you want to do anything with this caravan that's slowly trickling Are other people you? just performing? I just want to, like, watch some cool shit. Okay. Yes, actually. Um, and the, at the back of Flemmy's Fire Eaters, there is like, for and I don't know how you would know this, but there's like an apprentice fire eater, and who's like, who's got who's ow, like got the ow. basics down, but they ow, keep, get, <laughs> but they they don't quite have the right ratio of gasoline, so they keep taking like a little bit too much and a little bit too little. Um, okay. So they're like getting like a little spurt of flame, and then you hear a "youch," and then a you know. So you've got Fantastic. that going on, um, and then kind of similar to that, the on the the cart that has the knife throwing on the side, mm-hmm. um, you hear at a rhythmic interval just a thud, and it's clear that somebody is practicing throwing in the back of that cart. Um, there are also kind of a requisite cast of jugglers, because there's always fucking jugglers. That's so dangerous. Um, Somebody is practicing. Are, are they moving past us like it's a moving caravan? Yes, but it, it is slow moving, practicing, Someone's practicing knife throwing while they're moving. Well, you sure. know what? They, I mean, very good they knife probably thrower. do move in their act. Yeah, they've got like that wheel that spins and you throw the yeah, knives but, at But the yeah. the floor underneath you doesn't move when you're throwing doing an act. It does it if could, you're running it around. It could be it could be a very <laughs> elaborate no, act. No, 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 no. No, Dan, that is not how that works. I'm <laughs> okay. I have to be honest. I am imagining that the knife thrower himself is not on the cart. They are running along next to the cart. See, my mind is there. It's like you're in a back of a flatbed truck, and you're also throwing knives. <laughs> that would be. See, that's what dangerous. I was also thinking when I mentioned it. Um, See, but I do I kind of like they the idea. Were standing next to the caravan, throwing knives at the moving caravan. Now, okay. Now, <laughs> why? Why would that be the way to take? You know what? The target that's fine. is on the side of the cart thing. In my mind. In your mind. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I will just okay. say, I have seen people throw knives from horseback, so I think it's not that yeah, unreasonable someone could throw a knife while That's... standing in a trailer. No, it's it's the part of the trailer moving at the same time as both you and the target. Because when you're throwing a knife from horseback, also the target is usually, unless you're throwing it at another person, stationary. Mm. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm just... I'm fine. Everything's fine with Bobby. Um, Now, another thing that you notice, uh, one of the carts has a painted mural... Or not a mural. What would it be? Like a painted painted canvas side that advertises a local clown college. Um, And from the back of that cart, you can hear, like, the sound of pies getting thrown into faces... Um, the sound of, like, squeaky toys going off, um, the sound of water, uh, spouting out of fake flowers, um, whatever that sounds like, I don't know, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, basically, there's a lot going on. There's a little bit of caravan. There's a little bit of circus. Um, so, yeah, that is what you see. Herman's curious about the noises coming from the clown car. He wants to go check that out. Okay. Um, you um, kind of go over there. Wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, actually, yeah, go ahead. So my my plan was kind of contingent upon Herman staying where he was. <laughs> so can I throw that rock first before That's a good point. <laughs> yes, by all means. Uh, what was your dex check? Uh, dex. Oh. Oh, that's good. Uh, oh, uh, 15? 15, okay. Um, and you were throwing this at Giles Wintergreen. Okay. Correct. So you, uh, you take aim and you hit him just right at the, right at the base of the neck. Um, oh, God. Or not, well, <laughs> I... Brutal place to hit it. <laughs> Um, and you kill him, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. and he's That's the end of your rival's backstory. Man, all of that build up for for one errant pebble. It's like like if David killed Goliath with, by like I don't know tying his shoelaces together or something. Really, kind of a. <laughs> yeah. What if you paralyzed him and then he became more popular for overcoming <laughs> his disability of being paralyzed? <laughs> That's yes. what would happen. <laughs> he would be a hero in the bard exactly. community. Um, but with a with a rather the sound of uh, of meat getting slapped, you 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 hear the impact of the pebble, and with a oh, oh, the uh, caravan lurches to a halt as uh, <laughs> as Giles falls over in kind of a almost a pratfally way. And then, like, gets up. Um, I should also mention, Giles is a, uh, a halfling, a very well-dressed halfling, um, sporting, like, this crushed green velvet waistcoat and a top hat, but a top hat that has, like, the steampunk goggles on it. Um, when, when Giles does his pratfall, I'm going to look at Herman and be like, God damn it, I taught him how to do that. He, ah, bastard, stealing all of my ideas. And uh, you hit him with such force, actually, that it knocks the top hat off of his head. Good. Um, <laughs> and so, that happens. And after he kind of picks himself up and, like, one of the clowns comes over and tries to help him. Um, and kind of helps him to his feet. Uh, and then he kind of looks around, and he looks at you. Uh, look, well, first of all, he looks at you, Treble, and he, like, squints like he might recognize you. And then he looks at Herman, and he points at Herman, and he's like, Oh, oh, baby, society is sick, baby. But don't fret. I'm the suture. Oh, baby, we're all... We're all riding in a bicycle with a sidecar. This is just... Bicycles don't even have sidecars, Giles. God damn it. Oh, you you know my name, baby. Well... Oh, wait. Could it be? 
And he makes the motion of taking off his glasses, even though he doesn't have glasses. (laughs) Well, well. If it isn't, if it isn't my old compatriot, the poetry improver himself. How you been, treble baby? This voice. Oh, you know, winning awards here, traveling and saving the world there. Uh, you know, just doing my thing. Uh, how are you, Giles? Not that I care. <laughs> well, you always had such a way with words, and well, baby, I'm I'm living the traveling lifestyle right now. I've got my, I've got my artistic crew, and he gestures to the the clowns around him uh oh so you're like at that point in your career where you like going around and doing shows at casinos for like 80 year old women now oh that's good to know that your career has descended to that not just casinos but riverboats too and (laughs) geriatric homes and vfw halls and pharmaceutical conventions i've got everything (laughs) baby i make tens of gold every month when when he says VFW halls, Treble's like, God damn it, he got VFW halls? The, <laughs> the prized possession of all bards. <laughs> and you know what the best thing about VFW halls is? I come back every two the months. Cake afterwards. What was that? I said the cake afterwards. You're goddamn right, the cake afterwards. And every two months when I return... It's always a completely new audience. Oh, I was gonna say they all forgot you were there because they're so old. But you were you were going that they all died, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. that there's a whole new group of old people. Either way, old people. Either way, old people. <laughs> it's perfect. And you know, I've got my I've got my gigs, and every now and again, I peddle some super supplements. I'm rolling in that happy cabbage, baby. Happy cabbage is... Money. Is what? Is money? It's money. God, every... Okay, I'm going to pause for a minute and talk about that. It's it's 40s slang. I've tried to use it in every D&D campaign I've been in for the last (laughs) four years, and nobody gets that. That's and because that's, I think it's, it's because nowadays now. happy cabbage. I know it's weed. That sweet, I know sweet. it's weed, but <laughs> part of me hopes wrongly, as it turns out, but part of me hopes that that term will catch back on as referring to cash, but I don't think it ever will. I in, don't think so. In all fairness, but I, I appreciate exactly you. you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm I'm off my artistic soapbox now, so that Giles can get back on his. So, uh, you out here just slinging rocks at me? Is that it? Does your jealousy know no bounds, you heathen? No, that was like a that was like a friendly little like love tap. Like, oh hey Giles, I'm over here. Like, <laughs> good to see you again. And, I'm, Trevor's trying to play this off like you know when you go to the grocery store and you see somebody from your high school that you really don't want to talk to <laughs> and, you're like and you throw a rock at them like play up the fact that you're like <laughs> this is why I moved away from my hometown <laughs> so I would never have to have that experience 
I see you've run into Spencer again. Is that it? No. Um, actually, that's not even a good, good example. Who would be a good example? I see you've run into Matt again. Yeah. Perfect. Saved it. Everybody, everybody's got a Matt. Or everybody, a everybody has a Matt. Um, you know, there are more civil ways of, you know, getting someone's attention than, than throwing a rock at them. Yeah, God, society is, the, is sick. Just sick. Where is the drama? Where is the passion? And just like, oh, hey, I'm over here. Like, I'm just trying to bring the best you. At, like, he's gagging as he's <laughs> saying this. He's like, trying to bring the best ugh, you out. Ugh, uh, roll, roll performance. Ooh, that's going to be really good. That is a 27. Okay, so you, like, you really push that emotional manipulation factor. You're, like, squeezing every iota of nuance out of your words. You've even got, like, a little, like, a a smidgen of a tear. Like, I'm just trying to bring out the best in you. Because great art only comes through pain. Or, sorry, Uh. cocaine. Um... (laughs) You know, uh, God, I can't stand you. Um, you know, Giles, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're you're doing well, that you're back to the caravan life. You know, I remember when I, hundreds of years ago, I remember when I was on the caravan life. But, you know, I work for a pretty prestigious place now. It's called the, the, the Night Owl. Have you ever heard of it? No, I didn't think so, but... Like, it's in Bastogne. Pretty much everyone goes there. These three have seen me, haven't you guys? And I look at them and I give them just the most death glare that I can possibly Red, Red is so on board. He's the most supportive. He's just like, two thumbs up. Like, yeah, man, this guy's amazing. He's the best poet I've ever heard or read about. Yep. <laughs> yeah, trouble's the best. Everybody knows that. Could is that just- so shakes her head like yeah mm-hmm. yep <laughs> well if you're getting well, popular the, the two of us are selling it mm-hmm. okay he gives you all a little bit of a of a quizzical look but then he but then he's like well 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 imagine that who would have thought that a a second place finisher at the Azua Arts and Poetry Festival would have ever amounted to anything other than a hiccup. Giles, have you ever seen American Idol? The first place person never does anything with their career. It's always <laughs> the second place person that goes Henry, where's America in your fantasy and... land? <laughs> where's the Where's what? the America in your fantasy land where they do American Idol? <laughs> I mean, you're kind of in it now. Like, this is roughly based off of, uh, well... This air, this area is almost based off of the Dust Bowl of the 1940s or 1930s depression. Okay, so, so it's it's Bastilonian Idol. Um, yeah, that's better. In a way, yeah, okay. it, it would probably Great. be Arzua Idol. Arzua um, Idol, have you seen that? <laughs> have you read that bulletin? Because I don't think we, ha- we. I mean, I guess we have radio. We don't have TV. 
Have if you, you heard that radio program? That program. Oh, but you do have TV. Like this is the. This oh, that's is, true. We've got. A you, point you've got for like you. the the first <laughs> inklings of TV is happening right now. Um, and American Idol was the first thing on broadcast television. That mm, or Zoom. I, <laughs> now mm, I'm gonna need a source on that. Uh, <laughs> Well, that may be my old buddy Taylor Hicks. He he went on to. Well, I don't actually know where he went on, and I'm not sure he does either. But he went on. He just he went on. on. He just passed on to the other side. It's fine. <laughs> well, looky here. I I've enjoyed razzing your berries, but me and my cool hippest cats here, we've gotta we've gotta make. Make that speed. We've got, we've got to go and play in Isva. We've got to play at a cool venue called the Court of the Golden Roses, and I am just itching to go and drop my rhymes. At this moment, Treble is just his mouth is on the floor. He's like, "You're playing as at the Court of the Golden Roses." Like he's trying not to let Giles see this, but he's like, "God." Damn it, this guy has made it big. What is that? Do we know that, or does only Treble know that? No, you know that. Um, in fact, uh, well, the Court of the Golden Roses, that's the what the name of the government of the city of Bimphs that you were just in. Oh. That, that's the, like, if you recall, all They're of gonna them They're going to play had, for the Bimphs. They're going to play for the Bimphs. And the Bimphias. Um, yeah, but if you'll recall, all of the elves that you saw, they had a little golden rose, uh, like, sigil stitched into their clothing. So so they're going to have a great time, that's what you're saying. Oh, most definitely. It's definitely the place where successful musical and or artistic acts go. When they know they've hit it big, they go and play there. With those people. Okay, so Treble, while he's having this conversation, is doing his super secret hand signals to Bass. Okay. And he's telling Bass to go and try and steal Giles's notebook that every poet has. They have their their workshop notebook. So he's going to try and have him steal that notebook. Okay. Um... I'm going to say, then, go ahead and roll sleight of hand. For your cat. For your cat, because I am not about to look up a stat block for a cat and then have you calculate a sleight of hand roll off so of that. So I'm using my sleight of hand. Well... No, you look up cat stat block. And- <laughs> if you, uh, I, Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to put this back on you. If you want to look up your cat stat block and make the roll based off of their stats, I won't stop you. Otherwise, feel free to use your own. Cats don't have a great... I mean, cats are okay decks. I have a cat in a different game. So. There you go. I don't try to make it steal things from people, though, because, you know, it's kind of hard without opposable thumbs. <laughs> Some cats have thumbs. Maybe this is a cat with thumbs. Yeah, but they're not opposable. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> okay. A lot of things so... have thumbs. It doesn't mean they can use them. Uh, 
so he has a cats have a plus two to dexterity so that would is that what i would add to it so right mm -hmm. okay so it's uh 16 really okay well um Having dispatched your cat to abscond with this man's secret poetry journal. I'm sorry, I had to take a minute to hear that. Digest, as I digest said. what um, you just said? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had to take a minute. Uh, you, you see Bass kind of climb up onto the wagon. Um, the Giles Wintergreen slam poetry experience. And... With one of his claws, he stitches a little hole in the side and kind of slinks his way in. And after a couple of minutes, he returns, and he has a leather-bound book, or a little journal sort size that is bound with, like, a leather cord around it. Um... And the name of the book is, If I Did Write Poetry, This Is How I Would Have Wrote It. Oh, <laughs> God. He's just the worst. A very timely O.J. Simpson reference on this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, That's to good. be I hip. Would, I was just kids. thinking we need more O.J. Simpson references. Every good podcast has them. <laughs> has at least one, yeah. yeah. Um, uh so I'm going to gesture to base to kind of like walk away with it. So Giles doesn't see that he has the book until he leaves. And then I'll grab the book. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I am going to say then that base kind of slinks below the, uh, below the wagons so that nobody's really looking under there as the caravan has stopped. Um, so, uh, with that, uh, Giles is going to make like a little hand gesture to the group, like time to get going again. Oh, does he do that douchey thing where they do like the, they spin yes. their hands, like they hold it sideways and spin it and like do a like let's exactly. Go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, making the let's go motion. Let, let, roll it up, roll it up. And then he says, "Alrighty, I've had enough t enough." I've had fun razzing your berries, Treble, but we gotta make tracks and make that more of that happy, happy cabbage. <laughs> it's been real fun, and this is, like, heavily laden with sarcasm. It's been real fun seeing you again. You know, Giles, I hope that you just get everything that's coming to you in in the court of the golden roses i just hope that it all it all comes up giles baby we're all citizens of this earth and i have to say that everything comes up giles alrighty crew let's shake a leg and with that he redons his top hat with goggles that serve no apparent purpose, and the <laughs> caravan begins to roll slowly out of sight. I call base over, and I'm like, "Come, come on, boy, give me the, give me the book, give me the book." And he like kind of runs away with it. No, no, no base, no. Now it's not the time for play. And then he just like, starts ripping <laughs> into it, just shredding it <laughs> right in front of you. Um and. Trouble is going to grab the book and start reading it while they're walking. 
Okay. Um, as you begin to read it, you realize that the journal has been written in some sort of cipher. <laughs> Damn it. Of course it would be. Of course. Hey, hey, Red. Um, yeah. How, how, how good is Sir Gerald Birkenstock at, like, knowing other languages? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, he's, um, you a know, cipher he's... cipher is different than a language. He's, like, real smart, and uh, he's in contact with a lot of other sort of phase and things, so he he probably knows some some languages. Okay, <laughs> he okay, probably knows some languages. <laughs> so, can I use... Having traveled with Giles for a long time and competed against him, can I spend some time to try and figure out his cipher? Um, I'm going to say yes, you can. Um, you can try anything. You can, you can try anything, yeah. Um, but what I will say specifically... Um, oh, there's a question. Hold on. I'm going to look up something real quick here. I wanted to just be like a two-letter replacement thing that it's like so easy but it's a really yeah a really bad replacement cipher um i'm gonna say you need to make an intelligence check uh-oh can kitty help him with this can our smart person help i will say yes i would offer but i have a negative one intelligence modifier um, That's a great while while you all are rolling that red, I want you to roll religion. Oh well, that's cool because that's also an intelligence based skill. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, negative one modifier, and that's a two minus one one. <laughs> God damn it! Um, okay, such a good palette. <laughs> Uh, I rolled an 11. Okay, well, I'm going to deal with the, I, one, the one first, and then we're going to get to the 11. I'm not going to help, but I am going to look over his shoulder just to see if I can do it on my own, and I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Incredible. All right, so starting with, starting with the one. Um, Red, you are overcome with the sense that somebody is watching you. Like you have that um, that assemblies of God feeling, like oh, you're feeling boy. emotion, but oh, you're not man. really sure why. Henry's um, trying to trigger me on purpose. <laughs> no, no, no. Abs- okay, I realize it could come across that no, way. And I no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I should have I should have phrased that almost any way except the way that I phrased it. Um, uh, no, I, I know that feeling completely, yeah. completely. Um, but you feel that. Um, and uh, for you, Trouble, uh, with your 11, um, you notice that there is a repeating character uh, in the script that looks kind of like a, like a man dancing, like a stick figure dancing. Uh, Kitty, what did you roll? It's just a pure intelligence check. Pure intelligence check, yeah. 22. Okay. Um, you're reasonably confident that it's 
it is in fact a replacement cipher. Cool. Um, in looking at it, you're not quite sure what yet, but if you were to take like more time, um, cool. you could probably once you, you you think you have an idea of where to look for the key to the cipher, basically. Great. Um, I'll, so. I'll keep it. I'll just let Travel kind of work on it, and then I'll be like, if he needs help later, I'll be like, oh, why don't you just try look at that over there and point out like. That's my cat meows in the background. <laughs> um, now, Herman. Um, um, oh, Henry. Oh, you, you can come back to me after Herman. I was going to try to roll perception or something to figure out why I feel so weird. Okay. Um, um, I will yeah, let you, you do that after Herman rolls perception. Okay. Right. I got a two. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We're dumb um, boys. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of a lot of twos today. That's okay. Um, you are go- still going to be able to see though on the very last uh, wagon that's pulling away, the last one in this caravan. You see two things. The first is the name of the wagon, uh, which in this case is um, Doctor Helvin's uh, Magical Cure All Good Time Fun Fun. And next next to that is a poster which has a likeness that looks an awful lot like you on it. What? Uh, a wanted poster, I should say. Oh, okay. okay. I thought it was like a po- like he was the poster boy for the, the fun time stuff. That's what I thought, too. He's the poster boy. They just took his likeness off of Google and were like, that's a yeah. hot man. Yeah, they were. Or that Vincent just had a side job that none of us know about. Right. <laughs> Vincent didn't know about it either. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, now, Red, you wanted to roll perception. Go ahead and make that roll, though. Sorry, I had to load up the correct page. That's an 11. An 11, okay. Um, You don't see, you don't, in looking around, you don't see, like, a person that would cause you to feel this way, but you do see, off in the distance, a collection, a swarm, in fact, of fireflies that are buzzing in the shape of a hummingbird. Okay, well, I suppose I should go over there then. (laughs) Um, as you approach it, it dissipates. Um, question is, is this type of thing, um, back when I was first talking to Gerald a lot in the forest and like doing stuff for him, is this type of thing a way that he would have gotten in contact with me back then? Like, would I recognize this? Um, you would recognize it as a way that he occasionally manifests himself. Okay. But when I go over there, it disappears. Indeed. Okay. Um, do I have a way that I would normally contact him? Um, aside from heartfelt prayer, (laughs) um, you... Also have been able to contact him in the past by burying a seed in the ground. Okay. And uh, uttering an incantation that only you know. 
Should I do that? Are we in the middle of something? Or uh, I mean, we're just headed. You to can do, do a, whatever you want to do a prison heist. With you them. are in the middle of a prison heist. Yeah. That's um, true. I'm gonna look over at the group and be like, "Hey, y'all, uh, something weird's going on. Do you mind if we take like a maybe maybe 15 minute break for me to contact my uh Gerald real quick?" Trouble just kind of gives so like a wave, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's focused on the on the journal. Um, and, okay. and when you turn back to the swarm of fireflies, you realize that there was only one set of footprints. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one set of fireflies. The whole one set time. of fireflies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I I want to try if I have the uh, ability to do that. I don't know if I carry seeds. Um, but if I do have the components to do this, I want to try to do this. I'm sure uh, Herman has some sunflower seeds just at all times. Oh, yeah, it's probably. Protein, it's a good protein snack. Mm. <laughs> Grab one of those now, off of Herman. here's the follow-up question. What do you think your incantation is? What do I think my incantation is? Yeah. This uh, is, I, did Gerald make you... it up or did Red make it up? It's unique to every worshiper, so you okay. would have made it up. I think. Uh, oh, it's Red not goes... so funny when you have to improvise, <laughs> is it? Is Listen, it? I also DM a campaign. Okay, I can do it. All right. Um, I think Red goes. Oh, great, mighty Gerald Birkenstock of the forest. Please commune with me, your servant. <laughs> your good time boy. Your best pal. Your good time boy. <laughs> your sweet cheese. <laughs> with a flash of light and a poof of smoke and the smell of simmering marinara sauce. Incredible. Gerald Birkenstock materializes in front of you. Wearing a threadbare waistcoat and looking about as rumpled as the last time you saw him. Can we go over what his sort of form looks like? Just for the audience that hasn't seen him in a while. Yes, that is that is entirely fair. I was like, I remember him being a skeleton at one point. That one changed forms. He does yeah, I mean, he's forms. a fae. He changed, changes but forms. So in, what does he look like at the moment? In this particular form, he has taken the appearance of uh, a furbolg. Um, a furbolg dressed in a suit that's about 40 years out of date. So if you can imagine Fantastic. that in stylistic terms, you're currently in like the 1940s, he would be wearing something from like the 1890s. Like he's Incredible. got a suit that has uh, like coattails. He's got a monocle for some reason. Like he's not <laughs> using it, but it's just like attached to his jacket. Um, he you can also see has... why my little hick saw this at some point and was like, that's a very fancy man that's, that, who has that's a, a lot that's of power. A, that's a god right there. <laughs> Indeed. That's someone I should worship and give my devotion to. Only one he's met. <laughs> yeah. And as he materializes, he like takes the, the um, 
what is it even called? The lapels of his coat, and he, like, shakes it a little bit to, like, get the dust off of it. Um, and then he he takes, from inside his coat, he takes out a bowler hat that has been, like, crushed <laughs> beyond belief. Fantastic. And he, like, punches the inside of it to, like, get it back into shape. And he puts it squarely on his head, and then he, like, looks around, and he's like, Oh, it's you! Uh, well, um, I can't say that I expected to hear from you. Um, what's up with that? Why did you call? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to check in, uh, cause, you know, last time I talked to you was on a boat, and it seemed like we were a little bit, uh, shaky grounds there, and then, um, I did see a whole bunch of fireflies in the shape of a bird, and I thought, that might be you trying to get in touch, and also I felt weird. So, um, is there anything you need, or you felt weird, huh? going on? Okay. Well, looky here. I'm going to attempt to do a voice that I have not done before. I was like, okay, Christopher Lloyd. It's okay, not I quite Christopher, it. Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, but it has all of that energy. What I'm really trying to go for is like a young Al Pacino. See, all Unfortunately. Is, Marty, there's something up with your kids, Marty. <laughs> and I heard Bernie that Sanders. one works too. But see, oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's Bernie just, Sanders all, is different. It's just all old Jewish men. You're just a <laughs> Jewish man. I, I heard Mickey from Rocky Balboa. Red <laughs> does this guy an old Jewish man, and I love it. <laughs> no, let me be clear. Red, you cannot keep doing what you're doing against the middle class. It's simply, it's simply not feasible. Okay. No. Good all right. Okay. Going, going right, back Larry. to. Okay, Larry David. <laughs> Hey, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty. Don't keep shouting out celebrities. Henry will do these impressions. I will do them with reckless (laughs) abandon, regardless of how confident I am in my ability to impersonate them. But what I'm going for is like young Al Pacino, right? Mm -hmm. Now look here, or Marty, (laughs) Marty. Uh, Fuck, I'm cracking myself up now. This is terrible. This is horribly unprofessional. (laughs) Now look here, Red. I've been away. I've been watching films in North Bastalone, right? I've been watching all these films about worshippers and stuff, uh, and about religion. Yeah. I've been trying to get right with my fae and all that. Um, It's a weird, bizarre experience of growth for me. Anyway, that's not important. What I really need you to do, um, you've been a great follower of mine, a great worshipper, if you will. You've done me some favors. And in return, I've given you uh, a sense of hope. You look at me and you think, someday I might be that guy. But the yeah, truth is, completely. the truth is, I'm actually very insecure. You see, I've sort of lied to you, buddy. I'm, I am a fae, but like, I'm not actually that cool of a fae. And I know that this might be shocking to your more sensitive sensibilities. But I want you to know, kid... That really, I'm a fae that's in charge of, of like, of moving things around and like mushrooms and shit. I, <laughs> I move the mushrooms from one place to the other. I drop some spores off along the way, and I keep the mushroom market going. Right? I I don't think you should put yourself down. That's uh, th- that's economics. That's important. But see, here's the thing, kid. Along the way, I started eating the mushrooms. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah. And I've seen some shit that you yeah, wouldn't believe. High as hell right now. Oh, you <laughs> ate the wrong mushrooms. That happens. Yeah. No, 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 kid. I ate the right ones. I've seen some truly magnificent things. Okay. And I wanted to tell you about them right now. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm all ears, my man. This, and I know what you're so thinking. It's so cool that we're having like a conversation about, you know, our interests and stuff. I, I love it. Interests? No, of course not. This is just stuff I'm passionate about. Uh, okay. God. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh, boy. Now, you might be wondering, kid. I'm, I'm wandering all over the place. I'm like, like a wanderer in the desert or some shit. I don't know. But all here's right. the thing. I need you, there's a place in Bastalon. There's mm-hmm. a place that inhibits the amount of things that I can see when I've eaten mushrooms. And for whatever reason, I have a very difficult time getting in there. So, the next time you make your way up north to New Bastalon, do your old man spirit fay a favor, right? I need mm-hmm. you to burn down this place. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's the place? Right. It's a film studio. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. No, no, no. I know what you're thinking. A lot of innocent people work there and shit. And they do. But the other (laughs) thing is, at night, there's a serial killer that lives there in the film studio. He hides out in the film sets, you see. I need you... To burn it out, to burn it down so that that guy no longer has a place to live, right? And, and wait, the serial killer's uh, messing with your sort of arcane abilities, or is that just sort of. No, uh, it's purely additional... coincidental. <laughs> okay. It's just, tan- it's just tangentially. It's also a serial killer. <laughs> this man is high on mushrooms. I assume there is no actual serial killer. <laughs> Well, um, if you want to roll insight, to I determine. do want to roll insight. I only have a plus one. He just—he's just seeing. I rolled a two again, plus one three on insight. Well, as near as you can tell, then um, he seems very sincere. I mean, of course, of course, I trust him. He has a monocle. Um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Kitty's gonna buy a monocle now that you said that. Just so that every, you listen to her more. I do listen to her. Perfect. Um, I'm gonna say you can actually roll that again. Oh, um, advantage. Yeah. Sure. Let's say it like that. Okay, thirteen that time. Okay, you are actually pretty convinced that he believes what he's saying. So okay. there might there might actually be a shred of truth somewhere in this drug-induced stupor. I think Red's, I mean, overall instinct is to trust this powerful man who looks fancy and gives him magic. Well, speaking of which, he is also going to give you something. Oh. Um, No, kid. Kid. Here, here, here. And he reaches inside his his waistcoat and he pulls out uh, what looks like an acorn and he hands it to you. He's like, now looky here. Uh. This thing here, it's my boon. I've, I've, no. I've, I've concentrated all my goodwill into this little acorn, right? Oh, and man. all you need to do is, is plant this seed somewhere, kid. You plant it when you need my help. 
All right? All and right. when you do that, I've set it up so that it will manifest help in some form near you. I put all my time and attention into it, so it should work exactly as intended. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Is this sort of a one-time use kind of situation? I mean, it's a seed, kid. You, th- you think you can plant a single seed and then dig it out and plant it again? Well, uh, no, I, um... I mean, I have no way of knowing, goddammit. I'm not a botanist. <laughs> no, he's a mycologist. All right. Well, uh, it, th- thank you so much. Uh, it, um, it's really cool to talk to you, man. I I appreciate your uh, sharing some of your 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 thoughts with me. Yep. Uh, I oh, uh, by the, the by. magic. Yep. By the by, I should warn you. There are unfortunately. <coughs> Unfortunately, in my in my quest to discover the truth, I may have awoken a malevolent entity. Okay. So, um, if it's all the same to you, I'm gonna be going now, uh, because the malevolent entity is significantly less pleasant than I am. You understand? Okay, so, like, do I need to worry about that? Sort of coming after me? You're still going to get me magic and, and all that? Oh, no, 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 no. The magic's good till the end of the month. I topped you up. <laughs> you, all right, good. You're, good. you're good on that front, kid. What Should you be worried? No. Should you be afraid for your life? Absolutely. Um, okay. And I should also mention that in the course of awakening this malevolent entity in my search for truth... Um, there were also some other religious people that did not take too kindly to what I was doing. Um, you may also want to be aware of them. Okay, and- they're sort of already... Uh, some some religious peoples are sort of already after me for, like, doing magic and then releasing a bunch of people from a prison and then I'm going to go release some more people from a different time prison. So um, I'll just keep an eye out just generally all around. Oh shit, that was you? Yeah. Oh god. Oh. Um Yeah, remember what I said about going back to the capital? Uh maybe don't do that just now. Um oh, Okay. You so you should be aware. The those people, you know, they've got they've got like some specialized people. Um They've got, you know, I'm sure you've run into some of those teams yeah, of the, folks. Yeah, the tears sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah the tears. Mm-hmm. So there are some ones that have like, you know, some creatures and shit with them. They're like very specialized. They're like dentists. Yeah, or uh, presbyterians. They They're do very remind specialized. Me of dentists. Like dentists yeah. Or presbyterians. <laughs> I don't know, kid. They're specialized in shit. They come around with their special tools and their creatures, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're all about that, you know. Anyway, you should be on the lookout, because I think that my presence here may have triggered something. Like right now? Well, maybe not now now, but soon now. So you mean like uh, your presence just generally just on this plane of existence, or... Like, right here, like, I should run away from this particular spot. No, no, like, this particular spot. Okay. Uh, 
they've got like a, a grid of, of detectors set up across the country. And there's like over in, uh, uh, let's see, what's the name of that town? The Court of Golden Roses, right? They got a little transmitter there. And one of those people, uh, Bimphus or Bimphian or something, they, 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 run that, they run that system and they send reports up to the Abbey. So you should probably, you know, make some tracks elsewheres. Okay. I turn around my uh, shoulder and go, hey, guys. Uh, okay. So I think our, our whole spot's been blown up and we got to run. Oh, Ugh. Kitty just just hangs her head and then looks at our legless friend, being like, Let's "Here's go, the I thing. Guess. All right, here's the thing. Last thing I'm gonna say. Actually, last two, a couple of three things I'm gonna say. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, I'm definitely listening. Uh, I would hope so. I've been talking for a while, and my voice is getting hoarse. So you know, I'm getting passionate, right? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right, so I'm going to leave you now so that they hopefully can't trace this or anything or trace it very accurately, you know. Um, uh, let's see, I gave you my boon. Um, actually, you know what? I'm feeling generous today. I had extra extra mushrooms in the morning. Um, hey, all of yous guys. And he kind of does a baseball pitch and he throws acorns at each of you with a lot of force. Um Y'all can have some boons, too. Just, uh, you know, plant them like you would a, like a plant. Um, <laughs> like a boon, like you know? Like a boon, you know? Like a good old boon plant. Um, so, so basically how that's going to work is if you remember the item you have that generates random animals. Yeah, just kind bags. of. Yes, so it works similar to that. Basically, you use it, and I will roll from a random table and give you something positive. Um, I, in my brain, I heard positive as in, in air quotes. <laughs> oh, no, no, I do mean positive. This is not a double-edged sword. Um, something helpful will happen. <laughs> Kaizo okay. is the guy that's with us, right? Correct. Great. I, had, and I just wrote Kaizo Jakes and didn't write it. Did he also get an acorn? He did not. Okay, great. Um, he did not, yeah. All uh, right, well, uh, thank you. Uh, that's very generous. I will try not to call you until I've, uh, you know, sorted out some situations. Oh, you're right, you're right, kid. Yeah, don't don't call me until you've sorted out whatever situations you're going through, right? Remember well, that. You know, mainly the serial killer thing that you just sort of asked me to help with. But yeah, the, uh, my stuff too. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I did forget. Uh, so the reason you're burning down the studio is twofold, right? You're trying to get the serial killer to relocate because that's just not healthy for the for the community and all I, that. I, um, he's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, in in the movie studio, they've got hidden a repository They've got like rows and rows of books and papers and and uh, and ledgers of uh, of people of people specifically that they're following and tracking. What movie studio? He's never said that. I would just like to point out. He probably doesn't know. <laughs> okay. 
Um, no, I, I he does know, and I thought kind of I thought I mentioned it, but I guess I don't I, think he said the name. No, of it. you've just I, said I, 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 no, no, you're right, you're right. All my all I could keep going to is like, oh shit, it's the Maritime Porn Emporium. We're gonna have to burn down the Maritime Porn Emporium. See, oh, damn it, that would have been great, and I wish I'd thought of that. You could um, do that now. It, here's a DM <laughs> secret. You can change stuff on the fly if you want, and nobody also knows. Secret, this is a podcast. We could cut out the parts where we. <laughs> I pointed that out, and then you went, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There's a, it's called Happy Gnome Productions. And it's, uh, they've made a lot of big pictures. Like, right. Gone with the Sea, The Old Man and the Wind, uh, the, you know, just, Elm, they win Elmo Awards every year. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm, I heard of them. Anyway, uh, you'll find them, and actually, when he says the name, you guys actually would know where that is in Bastalone, because it's in the nicer part of town. It's in, like, the theater high-rise district. So Great. So, anyway, um, and with that, he is going to, all right, kid, you've done well. I'm really, I'm really proud of you, you know, like a, like a begrudging, a begrudging sports coach who's just trying to get the best out of his students. Oh, thanks, something. man. Yeah, I'm proud of you, too. You keep uh, what you're doing <laughs> with the mushrooms. That seems great. Oh, it's been great for me, kid. I've got, yep. like, I've got all my eyes opened. That Cool. How many you got? Uh, Lots. multitudes and some shit. Anyway, okay. I'm right. going to leave you with that. Um, anyway, yeah. I hope uh, that uh, right. opiate journey goes smoothly and uh, all right, deuces. All right, I, I, no, I love you. no. <laughs> and I with that, you to your teacher, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, and the sudden smell of rotting eggs, he was gone. I turn back to the group. Okay, so, um, yeah, we got these uh, cool uh, magic things. So glad you guys got to meet uh, Gerald. Uh, Seems like he's he's really on a journey right now. Last time we saw Gerald, it just looked like a regular dude. Mm Because Red kept saying, no, he's right over there. And, like, could see him, but we couldn't. Did we see him this time? You saw Red conversing with a old and almost dead rabbit. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but the rabbit did throw you magic items. Correct. The, the rabbit threw us acorns. Okay. Okay, Okay, Red. So, so we got these. Um, uh, that's good. Uh, also, we got to run because um, apparently... The Court of Roses uh, has some kind of censors about magic, and, and magic just happened, and um, so there's like that. Abby's gonna be after us now again, so uh, we gotta we gotta uh, hoof it. Oh shit! Let's go. Uh, all right. <laughs> we start running in a direction. <laughs> no, we just keep going the way we need to go. Don't just take a direction. Herman and Red start running in a randomized direction. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Cut, 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 cut
<laughs> Opposite random direction. Scatter. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Our cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble, Dan Robland as Red, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty, and the DM was me, Henry Roglund. As always, we're grateful for our listeners, and we thank you for joining us on the journey so far, and for the many, many journeys still to come. If you'd like to listen to upcoming episodes early, as well as get some fun bonus content, be sure to find us on Patreon. 